Hello and welcome to another busy week of the Foxworthy Podcast. This is our final Survivor 35 preview here for the Hustlers Tribe. Go back and check out the Heroes and Healers preview. Later this week we will have our week one recap as Survivor kicks off. We'll also get in one more Denis 2049 episode on the movie Sicario. Last week we did Prisoners and Enemy from 2013. So go check all that out and check this out. Our last Survivor preview, we could throw in some winner picks, some first one out picks, and there will be more to come. Another multiple episode week for us here as Survivor kicks off and our movie series gets closer to wrapping up. This is episode 73 of the Foxworthy Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Foxworthy Podcast. This is our last Survivor preview, last of the three tribes. I am Taylor Gaines, and with me on the other line, he gets things done, Ty Commons. The man, the myth, the legend. I'm back. I'm excited. I'm ready to finish out these preview pods, talk about some hustlers, which is a very confusing name, but I'm sure we'll get to that. (laughs) Survivor starts Wednesday, Ty. It's that time of year, the best time of year. It's almost like Christmas, but maybe a little bit better, because I think we're old enough now, we don't get a ton of presents, and like, <laughs> it's not as exciting. I don't care about waking up at 6 a.m. and opening toys, because I don't get toys. <laughs> I do love getting clothes, but, you know, you're, you're right, it's lost a little bit of its shine. You know who is excited about clothes? And we'll talk about this. Ryan Ulrich. And he mm. says one, Ulrich, not Ulrich. Yeah. He's excited about one specific type of clothing, too. Yeah, but we'll get to that when we get into the podcast. Yeah, so let's get into it. We're going to do like we have done on our previous previews for the healers and the hustlers in Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. <laughs> um, and you can go and listen to those two episodes on the foxworthypodcast.com or on iTunes. Plug. So this is the Hustlers Tribe, the last tribe, the last six people for us to cover before the show starts this week. And I'm going to go alphabetical by last name, as I have done with my notes to this point. And now this tribe is called Yawa. I guess we should explain the Hustlers phenomenon or or, or the the hustler's definition here that survivor has chosen yeah i think when i think of hustlers normally i think of like a pool shark like a guy who's like right hey you want to play like pool? the classic drake see? and josh episode the classic Dra- I, see i'm too old for drake and <laughs> josh i'm aging myself right now but drake and josh doesn't speak to me but i'm sure they make a great reference to like you know you lose a game or two you're hustling and then you make all your money back but that's not it in this case yeah, in this case, they literally mean people who work hard. Yeah, it's almost, I think it's been compared to the blue-collar tribe when they did blue-collar, right. white-collar, no-collar. Um, I think it's sort of that vein. They stayed with the positive traits for this season, which we mentioned in, uh, I think, our second 
preview podcast, the positive traits are what they really wanted to focus on. So saying hustler is a little bit confusing, but I think we'll manage. Yeah. People who get it done. That's what Jeff said. So our first guy is, uh, well, our first member, but is a guy, is Patrick Bolton, 24, from Lynette, Alabama. I believe he went to Auburn University. I think I heard him say that in a podcast. He's a small business owner of a moving company, and he is redheaded, very pale, and he's very worried about getting sunburned. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. That was my first thought when I saw him. Okay, so this is what I loved about his business model. I've kind of been in the search for an apartment, and if you check something like Craigslist, you always see advertisements for like, two guys in a dolly, blah, blah, blah. And like I feel like that's what this guy's job is. He just has a an advertisement out on Craigslist, and he's like, call me, I'll help you move, $75 an hour. I hope it's a little more successful. Did you find uh, him? You're in Alabama. I am in Alabama. No, I didn't find him. I also didn't really look, but I'm, <laughs> I don't live in Auburn, as we covered in the last way too specific mentioning of where I live and what i do yeah because if Um, people go back and listen you gave your address in the last episode yeah i gave my address and my daily schedule and when i go to class and go to work and social security number yeah like if you want all that stuff just go back and listen to our previous podcast but anyways (laughs) we're gonna get so many downloads now yeah so they can get all eight dollars i make (laughs) um so back to patrick patrick came in and he said he i think he over overvalued himself because he said, oh, I'll be great at puzzles. I'm also a physical challenge. And whenever anyone says they're great at both of those, like there's one of them they're not super great at. Um, And with him, I think it's going to be the puzzle aspect. Maybe he is. He graduated Auburn, good college. But he just, I mean, he lifts and moves people all day. Like physical, I don't think is going to be a problem for him other than his sunburn. I'm worried about his ability to lie because I was listening to first one out, the uh, preseason podcast that Josh Wiggler from The Hollywood Reporter is doing that I've mentioned on uh, each of our previews so far. And he does this two truths and a lie, right? And he has the castaways try to lie on the fly to him. And Patrick's was like, well, I, I guess I should do a dramatic reenactment of it to show you how bad he was at it. He was literally like, All right, I went to Auburn University. Uh, I'm an orphan. <laughs> and I'm a ginger. Like, it was like something like that. And like, the lie was so obvious and so bad. What's interesting to me is reading other people's perceptions of him in the, you know, look at the picture and tell us what you think preseason thing mm-hmm. that Hollywood Reporter is doing. Everyone is kind of like, his smile is like a, the smile of someone who thinks they're up to something, but we can all see right through it. <laughs> so, I don't know. People don't seem that high on him from just first impressions. Yeah, my first impression that I got, I I took very few notes on him. He wasn't exciting. He was just like, it's cool. I love the small business creator and mindset stuff he's got going on. But half of his introduction video was him playing with a crab. Like, if you have to do half an intro video, a guy playing with a crab, I feel like he doesn't offer a lot. Desi from the Healers Tribe said that uh, when they were sitting on Ponderosa, she saw him. She said there was a nest in a tree, and everybody else just leaves it alone because it's obviously a nest. 
and he takes a big stick and starts knocking it out of the tree. Why would you do that? Because you're a knucklehead. <laughs> so I think he's going to need some babysitting or just needs to go home because if he's going to be knocking nests, that's going to be an issue for me. <laughs> oh, man. So far, I respect everything Desi says and does. She may be the biggest flop. I really hope not. But, uh, yeah, Patrick, just he's not making me feel like he's going to be this season's winner. Speaking Prove me wrong, Patrick. Speaking of respect, before I move on to number two, I want to get into what it my get into my favorite feature. What does Simone say? Quote, he leans in really awkwardly close. He stares at you right in your face. You have to break eye contact or else you know he's going to take it in a really sexual way. He's doing this to all the women. I'm not impressed. You know what? He doesn't have a six-pack. Look at the other guys who have a six-pack here and reflect on your life. <laughs> reflect on changing your body to the person and the persona that you are trying to adopt right here. Oh my gosh, I can't. When we get to Simone and we reveal what her job is, like this doesn't make sense. <laughs> I feel like she should be fired for these things she's saying. Next up, Allie Elliott from Los Angeles. And little plot twist for her, she actually knows one of the castaways. We'll talk about that in just a second. And she is a celebrity assistant for a YouTube personality named Glozell Green. So we're using the using the term celebrity very loosely this season. <laughs> is um was Glozell was she the one that she had like the afro and she did the cinnamon challenge and she always wears like giant fake fingernails and she wears big green lipstick it looks like. Yes. Oh man, Glozell when cinnamon challenge was a thing, I recommend you go watch her. <laughs> Even though it's probably the most scripted thing you've ever seen in your life. It's just amazing. She handles that so well. But, you know, when I talk about Glozell, even though I love you, me some Glozell. Do you want to do a podcast on Glozell? I'm going to have to do a lot of research. I wish she came up on Survivor. That'd be a lot of fun. No, we'll get back. Sorry. Allie Elliott. What's her full name? Alexandria. Alexandria. She doesn't seem fun, which is surprising because she works for YouTube Sensation. But as a personal assistant, I guess you got to get things done, which is why she's a hustler. But she just seemed very, like, even keel. Like, she's not excited about anything. She's probably not going to get upset about a whole lot of stuff either, which could, you know, benefit her. But she just seemed super low energy. I don't she know kind how of, to describe her. She does have a serious backstory leading into this. Apparently her uncle had always wanted to be on the show. And one year he took a random trip to Jerusalem and passed away like young and healthy over there it doesn't get into the details in her interview but she has this whole weight on her shoulder i guess of trying to play for her uncle who died so that's interesting she she kind of struck me as like one of those girls who lasts a long time in survivor because everyone likes her and she listens more than she talks which is sort of the way everybody has to do survivor or else people will think you're the one plotting so i i i think she could do pretty well I, what's interesting to me is what i mentioned before she actually knows patrick who we just talked about apparently they went to college together and lived right across the street from each other mm. and she's not sure if well i'm not sure if he remembers her based off his interview but she definitely remembers him, and I don't know what to make of that or what that means. It seems like they were very 
casual acquaintances sort of lived across the street from each other and never really talked, you know? She was just dreaming about him. <laughs> so she has a sense of what he's like, and they're, and they're on the same tribe. It's not like they're just in the game and they're not on the same tribe. So, I mean, what, what's going to happen there? I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that that's ever happened. I can't think of a time. Uh, I, wonder I mean, other than gonna... obviously like Blood vs. Water or like returnee seasons where people just know each other. Right, where you have the the little celebrity you get from Survivor or your family member. But this will be interesting to see if she wants to keep that a secret or wants to use that to an advantage and be like, hey, look, Auburn, bro, like maybe we'll, we can go far. Let's be in a, you know, an inner alliance inside an alliance. Maybe they can yeah, team I up mean, with. She I mean, she has said that she doesn't want people to know. I think she's afraid of the uh, the classic getting paired up and voted off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the comments about her from everybody else, not that interesting. Everyone pretty much just said, oh, she's pretty, she's probably nice. Some people said that she was weak looking, but that's that's about it. Well, Simone said, oh my gosh, she's so pretty, I hate her. She's so pretty, I hate her. You've got to be kidding me. You're going to put me on the beach next to that? I thought I was cute. Yeah, she looks cute. I don't know, something about her just makes you want to be her friend, and I hate that about her. <laughs> Well, Simone, I'm, I'm just going to save it for her. We're I don't so understand. <laughs> we're so close, yet so far away. We'll get to her. We'll get to her. i got to hold back. Yeah, we're going to save her for last, actually. <clears throat> Even though I mentioned we were going to go in alphabetical order, we have to build to Simone. So next is uh, surf instructor from Carlsbad, California, Devin Pinto, who is 1,000% a surfer bro. Yeah, you were mentioning, I can't remember who it was that said it reminded you of Jay. I think Devin Pinto reminded me of Jay because he was very surfer and easygoing, just kind of feeling the flow, feeling the vibe, seeing what's going to go on. Um, Devin reminded me more of Taylor from Millennials vs. Gen X than Jay. Okay, I like that. I like that comparison. Taylor seemed a little less intelligent, a less game intelligent at yes. least. You know, not overall intelligent, although maybe that's true. I don't know. Ryan Ulrich, who we'll get to in a minute, described Devin as if he was any more laid back, he'd fall over. Oh, I'm excited. That'd be that's super fun. The thing I remember him saying was he kinda wanted to play dumb though. So I don't know if he's just really good at it or that's just kind of how he lives his life. <laughs> well, let me just read you a quote from him in case you were wondering how much of a surfer bro he is. Quote, I'm a lover, a big time lover. When need be, I'm also a fighter, but more of a lover than a fighter. I love nature. I love being out in the wilderness. I love plants. I love waves. I love surfing. I love my friends. I love my family. And I love this beautiful planet in general. I wish we all had that outlook in life, you know? Like, he <laughs> yeah. might be a fun guy to, like, hang out with. Not if I want to, like, go places that make me money, but if I'm I'm just looking to have a bro to bro out with, maybe share a cold one on a beach. <sighs> JP and Cole said uh, that they were going to be bros with Devin, just based off looking at his picture. So we might get a little Jay Taylor uh, figgy uh, rehash. Was Michelle in that? Who else? No, Michelle was friends with them. It was Michelle. It was those four, right? Yeah, it was. It was that group of four. They were the the young, exciting group. Yeah, that was Michelle. Obviously, is a good friend of the podcast now. 
but that was when initially it was kind of like oh man the cool kids of course the cool kids got together but there's more to there's more to the eye than that right michelle's cool yeah i agree so i <laughs> i am interested to see <laughs> i agree very even cool. I, agree. I agree she's In- she is a intellectually nice. she is nice. she's a very cool person <laughs> um Speaking yeah, I'm which, interested to see who Devin gets along with. Well, I, I I did just want to mention he he does seem aware of his surferness because uh, one of his quotes is that he has a dumb sounding surfer voice and he's going to play himself up that way. We'll see how smart he is, but he at least knows how people might view him. And and pretty much everyone in their comments did say, oh yeah, he's uh he's a surfer. He, Cole actually said uh, surfers and climbers it's this because cole's a, a rock climber the wilderness mm-hmm. therapy guide from the healers tribe uh surfers and climbers it's the same world just opposite ends in the mountains on the oceans deep thoughts deep <laughs> deep thoughts right there it is funny alan ball the nfl player on the heroes tribe mm-hmm. said that uh watching Devin around ponderosa he literally just walks around with a ukulele and then he sometimes he's sitting in the corner crisscross Indian style, just playing the ukulele. Oh man! So I, think I think they need to go back to allowing everyone to bring an item. And if a surfer bro brought a ukulele, like I think he'd probably last the whole game because everyone just wants to hear a ukulele, and he wouldn't even have to sing words. He'd just be like, ooh, ooh. Sorry, sorry, I was I zoned out too. It got real. <laughs> I thought you were going to start singing the song from before Inside Out, the Lava song. Lava song. I don't remember that one. I don't remember how, I don't remember the tune, but it's the one that's like, I lava you. Nope. Classic. I'm too much in a Moana kick right now. Uh, just watching Although Moana dying, on repeat. Yeah. Anyway. Over and over. <laughs> next up, from Beaufort, North Carolina, 35-year-old Lauren Rimmer. Did I say how old Devin was? He's 23. Lauren's 35, a fisherman, a fisherwoman, I guess. Uh, she crabs. She's a single mother. And uh, she was the story I was actually most inspired by on a personal level because it sounds like she, like on the podcast, that first one out podcast, she actually has to stop talking and like tears up because she's so passionate about the opportunity to win this money for her family and for her mom who's like 80 and hasn't retired yet. So I I think this is like, she could be a fan favorite, but she's also kind of the mm, like Southern hardworking girl who like seems like she might not fit in with this group exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how this will work out, but I'm definitely rooting for her. Yeah. And it's hard when you get kind of that personality. She seems kind of slow, just the way she talks and the way she acts. And she says, quote, I'm built like a damn linebacker. You can say it. (laughs) but she you know she works hard and she she does have a story that you want to cheer for and you want to root for as a fan but that doesn't necessarily necessarily translate into her being a great character for the show this season you know she's a single mother fisherwoman she says she's hard-headed and she has a problem with uh, organization so you know if camp's not set up the way she wants maybe she's gonna cause a ruckus i'm not sure I, I liked her, but at the same time, I don't see her meshing and, you know, socially putting herself out there um, in order to make the bond she needs to go far in the game. Yeah, people didn't get much of a read on her in the 
pictures either. Um, although Simone did actually like her. How about that? You know, we uh, we'll get to it, but uh, I think I honestly think all these statements Simone is making is more of a reflection on her than they are on anyone she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, but she said, I thought she would be an easy first out because she looks different than everybody here, but then she helped me off the boat. Once she touched me, she had a very gentle kind of magic touch. I thought to myself, I could see myself cuddling with you. You have a very delicate, calming energy, almost like an animal handler. I feel handled right now. It's like poetry. Hmm. Everything she says is like poetry. I think the be- the most likely to be a poet on this season, though, is probably our next guy, Ryan Ulrich, because he's got a way with uh, being pretty funny. <laughs> In the interviews I've heard with him, he is from North Arlington, New Jersey. A bellhop is his most recent job, but apparently he's done uh, he's done work with Congress and I don't remember him mentioning Congress, but I do remember he said he was a little league baseball umpire. Mm, there's um, one. He worked as a waiter and he there was one more. Maybe it was Congress or a lawyer. His dad was a lawyer. Oh no no no, he did real estate for his father. Wow, so um, he's busy. So this, yeah, this guy's been all over the place, which is very shocking because if you look at him, he looks like he's 18. You know, he's, he's just 23. Like, okay, he's still pretty young. Um, <laughs> I can I can say that now. He but, kind of uh, fits the Cochran, David Wright type mold of like the smart, skinny guy who's like funny and not super athletic. But he seems like he might be a little different than that. I I don't know what to make of him exactly. He's like, I'll talk more about him in a minute. But you know, he could he could do anything. He he does say he is completely average, and quote that's what it takes to win. I would say, not Cochran David. I would say he's more of a Cochran Adam Klein, which I you know mm. I think is even better to say because I'm mentioning winners, but. Uh, He's got like that sort of quirkiness who you can tell he's going to think about the game. I think he's going to talk to people very intentionally to befriend them. And I think one thing that he's definitely going to play up is his wardrobe and outfit choice, which we alluded to earlier. What's he going to be wearing out on the island? The turtleneck. Turtleneck. First survivor in survivor history. All in on the turtleneck. That will be sweaty. Yeah, I think it's an awful choice, but I'm, <laughs> I'm excited he's excited, you know? He, he's so got... he, he applied three times. This is this is kind of, this was one of his stories that I liked. And the third time he applied, he was sitting at home studying for a test and decided he didn't want to study anymore. So, quote, I got out my laptop, single shot, three minutes, sent it in. I heard nothing. And then in October, they called and told me they really liked my tape. I thought it was a joke. It was a girl talking, and girls don't call me. So this was actually for real. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he brings energy and spunk. I think he's going to be fun to be around. Um, it's Ulrich, not Ulrich. Yes, don't say Ulrich. Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Apparently, Sorry. Jeff kept saying Ulrich, and Ryan got upset. It's funny. Everyone does see him as like kind of weak but everyone seems to like him everyone's like i love him he seems funny he's a cute little guy 
which mm-hmm. I'm sure he would love to be described like that by oh by a girl. <laughs> He's a cute <laughs> little guy. But Simone, one last comment from Simone. He's got to chill for five effing seconds because everybody wants to work with him and he's here thinking that everybody's going to judge him and that everybody's going to think that he's such a pipsqueak. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You can be as small as you want and you still might be really good at puzzles. I have no idea, but he really needs to chill. His nervousness is showing. Well, I mean, he's super young and he's... he. It, I'll say it. He's very fidgety. And know? he's a super he's... fan, so he's, I think, freaking out a little bit about making it onto the show, actually. One thing that was cool, he uh, he did mention that he had speech impediment. That was him, mm. right? Yeah. That speech impediment that he worked through um, through middle school because he just he wanted to be able to communicate with people. So I think that was sort of a really cool, endearing kind of story for this guy too. I think he's uh, gonna gonna play a strong game and make some friends and have a good time out there. So let's get to it. Here we go, the moment you've all been waiting for. The woman, the myth, the legend. Simone Wynn. I learned how to pronounce it. It's Wynn. It's Wynn? N-G-U-Y. Yeah. Makes what? Apparently, Wynn. Simone. Simone Wynn is a 25-year-old from what? <laughs> There's no way I'm going to remember how Bostonians pronounce words. So it's spelled Worcester, but that means it's probably what? Worcester? Worcester. It's probably Worcester. Worcester, Massachusetts. They wouldn't say like Worcester? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's probably Worcester. Someone okay. can correct me on that. She lives in New York City now, though, and she is a diversity advocate. Yeah. Very interesting job, especially for someone who criticizes and judges everybody immediately <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, reminder, like, she said Katrina looked like a cancer survivor and that it was probably not healthy for her to be out here. She <laughs> did go to Columbia, so she is smart, but uh, she, uh, I think we have been implying this for all of our episodes, might be a little too opinionated to uh, not set people off in the wrong kind of way. Yeah, she she's like way too strong, and this I, maybe I'm just overanalyzing it, but I think she's just uncomfortable with herself, so she just judges everybody so hard. Like that might be terrible, but this is I just I put a couple short you know four or five word quotes in her three minute intro survivor cbs video she said things like i want to use info like a weapon i'm going to use insecurities against people i'm just going to poison the water smile until you kill them yeah she's gonna be a treat i i I think she's gonna be entertaining for sure but can't see her doing that well (laughs) it's also her first time camping her first time leaving the united states and she was inspired to come on the show because of the election last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make of her. I mean, she could just be coming on really strong and actually be pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just get a bad vibe from her listening to her talk. I, I don't know. Well, it's and, and people seem to think like, oh, she seems smart or sweet or something just based off looking at her picture. So... She definitely will have a chance. 
to make a good first impression, but yeah, she. Uh, I think she needs to watch her tongue, and this could actually be awesome if she's one of those people who is actually very good with people, but for the show, she's like, I'm gonna have great confessional times, and I'm gonna get airtime, and I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you what I think immediately, which I think can be a fun way to go into it i don't quite know what her mindset is going into it could be but yeah she seems she just if you take it at face value she doesn't seem like she's gonna make friends and she's gonna try to backstab people too much and she's gonna um stir the pot when the the pot doesn't need to be stirred and she's gonna just create a whole bunch of disjointed chaos maybe she'll be the self-proclaimed chaos cast 2.0 i doubt it but I, I hope not, but um, she doesn't seem like she's got maybe one plan to stick to to get through this. So that's it, Ty. That's your Hustlers tribe. Patrick, Allie, Simone, Devin, Lauren, and Ryan. Who's your favorite in this group? My favorite. I, I do think this is probably my least favorite of the three tribes as far as having strong survivors strong players but i honestly wrote ryan as the strongest player ryan ulrich the bellhop the stammer overcomer not stammer he probably just had us oh he said he couldn't say ours he specifically talked about it Mm. me and him are in the same boat i had to learn how to say ours speech (laughs) speech pathology um but i picked him as my favorite i think my favorite is probably well at least the one i think is going to do the best it's probably Allie, actually. I was impressed by her her even keelness that you mentioned in her interviews. I think she can get a long way just by being herself and kind of getting along with people. I am worried, like you said, about this tribe. I think this tribe is going to lose a lot in the early going because the Heroes tribe is very strong and the uh, healers are pretty strong too. And this tribe just kind of seems like a weird mix of people that don't seem like they'd be that good at challenges so i'm a little worried about them for that reason but i think Allie's probably my favorite my least favorite is almost certainly simone i'm not a huge fan of patrick either because of how unimpressed i was with his lying ability mm-hmm. and frankly i don't like Devin much either but i think simone is the lowest ceiling in this group as far as potential yeah she sets the bar pretty low um she also got my my worst i don't i don't know if her personality is a show or if her personality is her personality and she's gonna butt heads when she gets out there i hope for her sake that she's not as abrasive as she seems but right now she just kind of she just rubs me the wrong way and i don't know if she's gonna rub people out on the island the wrong way she's at least made our preseason podcast more fun very Who do you think true. has the widest range of possibilities on this tribe? I said Lauren, Miss Fisherwoman herself. Like I said, she's very endearing. She's very kind. I just don't know if if people get past first impressions because first impressions, I don't think she's going to impress you immediately. But uh, if you give her time, I bet she'll grow on you. Yeah, I could see a wide range of possibilities for her. And like I said, I really want her to to win if if possible. Because she has a really great story. But for me, I think it's Ryan. I think he could be really great. But you got to remember when they filmed this season, the castaways had just seen 
the Millennials vs. Gen X season and the beginning of Game Changers, basically. So mm. they had just seen Adam Klein win, and you compared him to Adam Klein, and some people in the cast compared him to Adam Klein from looking at him. And I could see people getting scared off by that. And he is weak, so if this tribe does lose a lot in the early going, they're not going to want to keep him aware, keep him around to help win challenges. So I could definitely see him being really successful in playing an Adam Klein type game, but I could also see him getting voted out in like the first two or three weeks. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. I think he he could be because you got to remember Adam played the game really hard early on, just like David did that season, and then they both um, Adam more so than David, but they both kind of took a chill pill, reassessed their game, and uh, it worked out for Adam. So maybe that could possibly work out for Ryan. We'll have to see. Before we go, let's get some things on the record here. We have gone through all 18 people on all three tribes. I will give you that list very quickly here. On the Heroes tribe, Alan Ball, Ben Driebergen, J.P. Hilsebeck, Chrissy Hoffbeck, Ashley Nolan, and Katrina Radke. On the Healers tribe, Jessica Johnston, Rourke Luskin, Cole Metters, Joe Mena, Desi Williams, and Mike Zahalski. And on the Hustlers tribe, Patrick Bolton, Ali Elliott, Simone Wynn, Devin Pinto, Lauren Rimmer, and Ryan Ulrich. 18 castaways, 39 days, one survivor. So, Ty, that's what I want to know. I want to know your final three and your winner pick right now, day zero, before the show starts. We're going to get it on the record. Who is the final three and who wins? Final three. Okay. From my limited knowledge, I got Desi. I'm just going to say Desi's also my winner. I've got Desi. I've got Lauren. I think Lauren's going to sneak in there as a friend. And I think, here's my last one, Joe, which probably doesn't make sense because I don't see any of them being friends with each other. But those are just three (laughs) people that I liked. (laughs) So your final three is Desi, Lauren, and Joe, and your winner is Desi. Yep. I think one-third of that is probably correct. (laughs) Well, who knows which third? We'll see. Yeah. My final three, I'm going to say Jessica Cole Chrissy, final three with <laughs> with Chrissy as my winner pick. Chrissy, overall winner. That was not a direction I saw this going, but... I'm trying to possibly. think a little outside the box. Cole seems like too boring. Jessica seems too much of a right choice. Mm-hmm. Desi seems too obvious. Ben seems too obvious. I'm trying to think a little bit outside the box here. Maybe they just started early this season, because last season you knew Sarah was winning halfway through. As soon as as soon oh, well, as Zeke got that's... outed, you knew she was winning. <clears throat> that's right. Let me be more confident. Jessica, Cole, and Chrissy are the final three. Chrissy's going to win. You heard it here first. And I'm going to stick with the favorite of Desi, but we'll see what happens. One more thing before this week's episode. Who is the first one out? Dr. Mike. Hmm. Uh, my prediction is that Patrick is the first one out. I think the Hustlers are going to lose, and I think Allie's going to target the guy that knows her. All right. More thought than I had. I was just going with the creepy guy. <laughs> uh, a couple notes about episode one. There will be a secret advantage on the opening boat. 
like they like to do. Guess what the secret advantage is? Oh, it's been revealed you won't already? Guess. I think your loved one visit, they get to go to tribal with you, and they count as a double vote. On day three. No, it's a super idol, but it's a a special super idol. And this is a little bit of a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear this, just thanks for listening. (laughs) Come back when we recap episode one, which will be this week. But it is going to be a super idol that can only be played after the vote, and it has to be used... Well, it, it can only be used at the first tribal council. So if somebody from the winning tribe gets this advantage, they have to send it to someone on the losing tribe. So we we almost guarantee, are guaranteed to see some super idle action in episode one. Super idle excitement. That's okay. That's an also, interesting way to change up first one out, though, because the I think that necessarily means the worst person could last longer. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, they they put so many twists in this game now. Who knows what it is anymore? At least they Uh, keep the twists early and they let the game speak for itself late. They try. Although, to be fair, Sari got voted off last season because everyone had a million idols and advantages. All right, I revoke my last statement. (laughs) Uh, Also, this season there will be an idol at each camp. Um, a hidden immunity idol, and they're going to do it a little differently. Apparently, it's just going to be etched into the side of a tree, whatever that oh, means. Oh, yeah, it looks like a map or something, and you got to do steps. And Yeah, and the uh, only other note I wanted to make is that ties at Tribal are back in play. If you remember last season, they were threatened with the prospect of n- no revote, and no one ever reached that point, but... Apparently, ties are back in play, so we'll see how that plays out, too. I think that's a good change. I Immediately to the rock draw would have created drama, but I don't think it was real drama, if that makes sense. Real drama was Jessica Lewis getting voted out with the rock draw in Millennials vs. Gen X. That's real drama. Real unscripted drama coming at you from Fiji. Last season, the game was changed. By the game changers. This season, what's going to happen? Are we going to have a hero, a healer, or a hustler? Yes. Who is it going to be? I picked a hero. Ty picked a healer. Simone picked a hustler. (laughs) Simone is a hustler, apparently. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Rule of threes, I don't have it. So go home. Get ready for Survivor Season 35, Wednesday night. 8 p.m. probably. I don't really have cable. September 27th. (laughs) So enjoy that and come back. I think we'll try to get the week one podcast up as soon as possible, but stay tuned on iTunes. You will see what happens there. I learned this week that you can get notifications when new episodes are uploaded on iPhones. Did you know that? I did know that, but that's because I listen on my iPhone. So I see every time Foxworthy Pod comes up. Giving my cards away then. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review, stay tuned, watch Survivor if, if you are so inclined, which if you listen to 46 minutes and 45, well, I shouldn't time it because I'm going to edit this. If you listen to 40 minutes of this or so, you will probably watch Survivor. Ty's got to move. I got to move. Let's get out of here. Survivor 35, Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. Let's do it. Bye. Bye.
Foxworthy Podcast.